Yeah. I feel like I'm doing it by myself. Yeah. Right. It's my shaft coming down. I'll make sure it's a nice low angle. I'll I'll add like angle a, of the dangle. Yeah, like a, a, exactly. I'll add like a little spotlight. Okay. Hello and welcome to Bleed Extra with me. Brian White. I'm a freelance graphic designer and I'm joined by Jacques Moodley. He's a permanent art director. AKA Falcon, AKA your, ba your baby's daddy. My baby's daddy, at least. Yeah. So, Bleed Extra. Bleed Extra is a show where Jacques and I, uh, we, we Zoom call each other and uh, we just talk about advertising. It's like a supplementary show to bleed interviews which is a more highbrow but still very lowbrow version of of what we're doing where we we get an actual legit person from the advertising industry not not just jock and i you know like we kind of like middle hitters we're not the big hitters oh it's so lowbrow it's like forrest whitaker's face exactly exactly so for everyone who hasn't tuned out today Jacques and I are going to be discussing art versus sport, right? I don't know anything about either of those things. So artiness versus like sportiness. So the kind of, you, you know where I'm going with this. So I don't know. I was with just, a nerve. Yeah, it, it hit a nerve. And, and um, I was thinking about it the other day, how there's less of a barrier to entry when it comes to, to sports. So like uh, growing up at school, if you were an arty kid, that you kind of, you know, stereotypically like a little bit more introvert inward in your own world and whatever. If you like a sporty kid or a jock or a, like a preppy kid and, and you, you get all the, the sporting accolades, you're like kind of in the spotlight the whole time, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to talk about like the barrier to entry when it comes to, to sports. I think if you're watching it, if you're doing it, it's very like easy to understand if, if a ball touches the net, it's a goal. You know, there's no barrier to entry. Like everyone can go and watch cricket or, or like baseball or, or whatever. And there's alcohol, there's a hot dog. Everything about it is like low barrier to entry, easy to enjoy. And then when it comes to, to art, if you want to enjoy art, I feel like there's a, there's a higher barrier to entry. If you want to go to a, a gallery, you need to know about certain artists. You need background. You need to know about the periods of art. Do you know what I mean? And then, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? And, like, even the food that yeah. they have at, like, art galleries, it's, it's like, do you know what I mean? It, I'm sure as someone who's not into art, if they had to enter that kind of um, environment, I think it is a little bit more intimidating, like a higher barrier to entry, you know? But I think it's because art's built itself. It's built this like poshness or mystique around itself. So it warrants why you'd spend four million on like a painting. Yeah. Because it has to be highbrow. It has to have the elitist of the elite coming to view it so it stays in that like category of 
you know, art was on the streets. And I think Banksy did an experiment where he like sold his artwork on the street to kind of prove that if it's not in the gallery, people just don't take it seriously. And like people walked away with Banksy's for like 20 bucks, like yeah. real Banksy's. Yeah. But now, so now tip, you, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, um, but now you take that to like an advertising context, then it's like, we still have that barrier to entry. So like, for instance, um, everyone knows what like the FIFA World Cup is. Everyone knows what like a Pulitzer Prize is. And they're like highly regarded, you know, accolades. Everyone knows like, what an Oscar is or a Nobel Peace Prize. But try and, you know, tell someone what a, a Cannes Gold Lion Grand Prix is. Nobody, nobody cares, you know? Yeah. <laughs> is that all you have to say about that? No, man. Ugh. The awards thing is like, it's like the Academy Awards, right? The Oscars. Like we know lots of great actors like Keanu Reeves who have no, never won an Oscar, but he kills it at the box office. Like if Keanu's in anything, I'm fucking watching it. You know what I mean? Like he does John Wick 17. And there, Keanu Reeves will probably never win an Oscar. He's got yeah. like two, he's got two expressions or two emotions. You think Keanu Reeves gives a fuck? Keanu Reeves is going to take the train and go all the way to the bank. Keanu don't give a fuck. And I like to think that I live my life a little bit like Keanu. Whether people applaud me or not, whatever. I know I'm doing a cool job. I like the things I'm doing. If people like want to like uh, give me accolades, that's cool. But yeah, kids I, don't keep you warm at night. Your money does. Oh, oh. <laughs> I think I think Keanu would actually. He would take a bus. He wouldn't take a train. I've seen him on trains. Oh, speed. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like, like, like to give you an example, I think, I think what I'm talking about is just that barrier to entry where it's like even growing up. So for, forget about like making it and, and studying and becoming a, like a, you know, full-blown artist. It's, it's kind of like even in, in primary school, it's like trying to explain people, yeah, I went for... I went for after-school art class, and this is what I, I did. And, you know, if you tell someone I kicked the ball into the back of the net, everyone's like, that's amazing, you know. Um, but, but here's an example. So it's kind of like if you do like a, a night campaign, right, and you're telling your mates about it, and there'll always be someone at the party who will be like, yeah, but did you know that Nike are like this massive corporation and they, you know, they, they've got sweatshops in India and China. And, and that's, that's you. You're that, You're that person. Uh, yeah. No, no. But I mean, no. I mean, they'll say that. And then they'll be like, oh, wait, the soccer's back on. And they're watching Cristiano Ronaldo, who's, you know, sponsored by, by Nike. And then it's like there's that, you know, just because he's in sport, he's revered. And let's face it, he's a walking advert for Nike. But I mean, that goes out the window you know, but then it's like, oh, you work in the advertising industry. You guys are like terrible guys. But then it's just that hypocrisy in a way, you know. The interesting thing about what you're saying is um, with the sporty guys versus the uh, arty guys is when awards come into the picture, they want the arty guys to be competitive like the sporty guys. Yeah. So, I mean, we've worked in agencies for years and like they will put teams against each other and go, well, these two have won this thing. What are you and your partner bringing to the table? Why 
then you want to know why uh, they get time off or they get to go and fuck around at bowls club. What are you and your partner doing? And they're making the arty guys be competitive like the sporty guys. I mean, not those fucking guys. Man. We don't give a fuck. Mm. We're arty. We're escapists and we're imaginative and we want to like heal the world. Yeah. And they go, you two on the field now. And you're like, I don't fucking play soccer. <laughs> yeah, but even so, even so, even if, even if you, you were competing and you're scoring like the advertising goals, no one outside mm. of advertising cares. But, but you see, so, so that's the thing. But then it's like, and I think it's, I think the point I'm trying to make is it's from when you are in school already that's happening. You know, like the popular kids are always the guys that are, you know, in the soccer team or the guys, the guys that are, are, are winning on that front. It's never like, you know, the RT guys. And then it, and then it goes into, into, um, well, well, we said, um, and we've mentioned on the show before, like when we first got into like art college or advertising school, whatever, you finally found your your crew and you're like, wow, these guys are amazing. They also like dress differently and they're into doodling and, and graphic novels and whatever. But then when you finish studying, then you go into like the real world, you know, and you start working. Then again, it's you back to square one where it's like all these other guys are like kind of, if you're louder in the room, because then you like meet account managers who didn't necessarily go through, you know, art school and, and, and whatever. And then again, you're like the most quiet guy in the room and then you like push to the side and work. Um, I think, you know, the world, and I had thought years ago, I was like, why is an art to creativity is highly regarded as other professions, right? We always make the example of doctors or investment bankers or whatever. And it's just like the reason why we aren't paid as well or we aren't like a respected is because the world doesn't give a fuck. The world needs people who can do things, who can perform a task, right? So people who build bridges and people literally, physically, or people who build houses or people who, um, people who save lives. The world needs them. And because the world needs them, the world pays them and like respects them and regards them highly. Yeah. To be honest, the world doesn't need our posters or our billboards or our commercials. They don't fucking need it. So they don't respect it. So they don't admire it. So they don't even pay, reward it uh, fairly. And that's the thing. It reminds me of a meme I saw where uh, well, it's like one of those memes, but it's just text, like a thread. And the, it's like people on a plane and someone's having a heart attack. And then someone, like the flight attendant goes, anybody, uh, a doctor? And the dad is sitting next to his designer daughter. And he goes, oh, you started graphic design. Why don't you go save him as a PDF or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's well, like, yeah. Our parents, like, respect what we do. They're just like, you could have fucking been a doctor or whatever. You want to go save people as a PDF. Well, well so, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right, is is that I get what you're saying is like the world doesn't need another iOS update from, from Apple or it doesn't need like a... No, the world needs an iOS update. The world doesn't need the manual telling us how to update the iOS or like the cool like logo bulls. Yeah. They don't fucking care. They want, I want my phone to work properly. 
Well, like a like a new pair of Nike sneakers. Like, uh, like I, I get what you're saying, right? But I think I think the point I'm trying to to make is is that although we don't need it, the way society is structured, it, it, I think we're very necessary. You know, um, without any kind of communication, how is a doctor going to get more patients if they're like a psychologist? Like they're going to need to do some kind of advertising or any industry, even if you're a plumber. So like people who do stuff, we still need to say, hey, this guy's doing stuff. So so we I think we are very necessary. Yeah, but we're the... Necessary is strong word. We help, we're helpful. Well, th think about when a pandemic breaks out. Who do they go to? Now we need mass communication, right? Yes, we've got our platforms and whatever, but it's it's about who communicates most effectively, you know? Um, and then it's like... Yeah, but the world cool. needs... No, but, but it's cool. So, like, say, for instance, you're really, you're really like someone who has a lot of um, clout and you're like a celebrity and whatever... And um, if they send out a tweet and it's from their personal account, they wrote the tweet. It will get a lot of followers and stuff. But how did that person get there? At some stage, they would have needed a book cover design. At some stage, they would have needed um, a PR campaign or um, something. So they would have needed someone from, from marketing or creative or a communicator, whether it's visual or whatever. So, yeah, I think I think we are are very ne necessary, but but we don't get that um, that respect. If anything, people are like oh, you're strong. I think much like art, and usually you and I are on the other side of this these fences. But today, I think much like art, you have to build this mystique or this like you have to make up credentials because art isn't something that's tangible. It's tangible, like you can touch it, whatever, but it's not like, it's not an actual thing. It's not like someone's fixing your house and then someone's building a car or someone's making something that you can think. It's something, to be honest, it's like, it's, it's paint on a canvas, but it has to have this like story behind it or this, it has to have an emotional uh, aspect. Otherwise you can't substantiate the money you're paying. And I think advertising or creativity or anything of that sort, like, look, I mean, even we'll take music in example. We'll take advertising out of the thing. People, I myself am one of these people, but like, I'm not as, not to the extent that other people, people have, and I've had this argument with someone recently online. I'm not an online arguer, but I felt strongly about this. <laughs> um, the argument was like, if a guy makes a beat and he uses a sample, mm. should you pay the producer for the beat if he didn't clear the sample. Yeah. And my argument was, <clears throat> whether he cleared the sample or not, and that's like, the, the sample things are a whole nother discussion, but whether he cleared the sample or not, he took time, he learned the software, he learned what makes a good beat, he learned the swing, he learned how to change the velocity, he learned how to mix the track, he learned where to chop the sample, he learned all of that. So for years and years and years, he's, studied how to make this beat yeah giving you this beat yeah he sampled or whatever the fuck he did but like the sample was the 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 spark or the tinder that kind of brought about this like entire production 
yes, you should fucking claim because of what went into him making this thing. Yeah. And that's it, man. It's like, yeah, it's like we should get paid or we should get respected because of what we put into it. But people on the outside of the other producers, this is a producer advocating for a producer, but a person who just wants the beat doesn't give a fuck. They don't care what went into it. They don't care how many hours you worked, how you worked late on that pitch, how crafted the typography is or how many times you spent retouching the image or they don't give a fuck. Yeah. So you have to go well, on an award and they go, okay. But I mean, okay, exactly what you've just said. But if, if someone kicks a ball and it touches a net, then the whole world erupts. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Because they understand it. They understand what went into it. Because you know why? They think, and this is, I had this exact like thinking or thought process when I was, I was doing freelance for someone and I've been working for 12 years in the advertising industry and they were like a small like company, but they needed me to like fucking give them my entire portfolio, everything I've ever done, have I won awards to make like business cards and logos. Hmm. And I was like, okay. But because they think they can do it. Yeah. And everybody knows they can't be Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Everybody knows they can't get to that level of sports, fitness, or skill, or talent. And like his, uh, there's, what's his show? Ted Lasso. This is one line where he's like, the one character is like, uh, he's an arsehole. But the Roy Kent, I think is his name, the captain goes, you're such a dick. Just because your foot was kissed by God. And that's it. He yeah. just has this raw talent. Mm. Obviously, he's worked at it and he's nurtured it or whatever. But like, he was just fucking lucky that mm. he could play soccer. Yeah. And the world rewards luck. Yeah. No. So, so, so I agree with that. Um, but I think, I think further to that, it's kind of like, um, I think indoctrination has a has a role in this whole thing. So I think in in school there was never um, an emphasis put on art. So it was like, yes, it was a subject and whatever, but it was always um, the sports and academic achievements that were held in higher regard. Do you know what I mean? They would have like the awards evenings and or whatever it was, uh, award ceremonies, and then it will be like academics, whatever. And then right at the end, they'll be like, oh, and the art prize goes to, you know, and everyone's like already exiting the hall kind of thing. You know, is that just yeah. me or I think it's I think it's a school system thing where by the time you're out of school. Um, and I mean, it's also like people don't congregate to watch someone draw a picture, but they will congregate to to watch people play sports. I think I think the actual application of it is also different. Um, but people will go to a gallery to see the Mona Lisa, but that's like 100 years later. Do you know what I mean? Or whatever it is. 50 years after the artist died, you know, then people will congregate. So, no, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. There's probably a guy in like Fantasdorf who paints better than Da Vinci, but you never fucking hear of him because the art, uh, and the art is like, if you go back to like the society or whatever around it, has had to, has built these guys up over years and years. They've, it's marketing. People have marketed Leonardo da Vinci as a brand, Cezanne, Van Gogh. To, uh, Salvador Dali, or you know, all the these are the brands of art, and they've been marketed for years and years and years, and their genius has been explored and 
various texts and, and poetry and, and they've marketed them really fucking well. And art has yeah. to market stuff. Yeah. Because nobody else is going to do anything for us. We have to do it for ourselves. No, completely. So when we're gone, when you and I are dead in the ground and the dust has settled or we've been thrown into the ocean and we end up in the Ganges or whatever the fuck, one day someone's going to go, you know that CNA print ad that Ryan did that one time? Fucking changed advertising. That, that poster, I don't know how I did it. It was brilliant. We should have loved him when he was gone, given him his flowers when he was still here. But now he's gone. But you know, we're going to sell this poster for $400. Hmm. Go into the corner, corner. And that's it, man. You, your art isn't really going to be respected until you become a master or you're gone. And then hmm. like Van Gogh died a pauper or whatever. Hmm. I, I, I thought you, so so like you're obviously saying that sarcastically um but i thought i thought you were going to say once the dust is settled and we're in the ganges and our ashes have been scattered people are going to log on to youtube and watch zoom call recordings of ryan and Jacques and be like you know over 200 million views look at these guys they were they were renegades of their time, you know, they were amazing. I think, I think Ryan and Jacques will do something great. I just don't, I think this is a stepping stone. I think this one day they'll go back and go, oh, this is, this is where these guys started in this little blue lounge, in that blue room on a Zoom call. But look at what they achieved. Yeah. Give them an award. Give them an award. I receive. Thank you. Um, so then... Um, we're just going to wrap up. So, um, we have, uh, we're recording this weekend. So we've got some, like, it's the last episode of season two of bleed interviews. And, um, and that's it. We're going to be recording. What else do we have up on, on the menu, on the bleed menu? I think everyone should check out Bleed Goes to the Movies because it's fun and funny. Yeah. And if you go onto our YouTube, if you haven't, if you're watching this episode and you're entertained slightly, go watch Bleed Goes to the Movies. It's the most entertaining thing I've ever watched. It's a reaction video. People love reaction videos. Yeah. People love watching people. Hmm. A little voyeuristic, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, six, six people have sort of thing. Yeah. Six people. Six. Six people. I, it's more like twenty-six. Last time I checked. Well, I mean, th those are views. They may not have liked it, but oh, so it comes up. Yeah. See, dude, this is where it's like, wow. These guys started off with six likes, and now look now at them go. Now they've got sixteen. Before we get to the Ganges. <laughs> and then um yeah check our check our site out it's uh bleedadvertising.com and yeah instagram bleed underscore advertising and what else do we have out there that's about it and we'll see you next week Uh, email us at bleedadvertising at gmail.com because I'll even spam. Just send us like promotional, 
promotional things. I get 50% of your next purchase at Superbalist. Yeah. Even like Nigerian, Nigerian, uh, you know, kings or investors who have to draw out this money, but they need someone to like give them their bank details so they can put their millions into it. By all means, um, we're looking forward to your email. And just yeah. Arigato. Arigato. Oh, I never said that. Oh, sorry, it's breaking up. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I think we should leave it there. I'm sure you have stand up. I've got a review. So peace out. See you next oh. week. Next week. Oh, yeah, cheers. But I'll see yeah. you tomorrow. I'm just gonna pause recording now.